Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Amen. Okay. Um, as always, it's an honor. Um, I'm not going to speak for long. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. Um, I'm going to stick to exactly what I'm told to do. Um, and yeah, I'm not. In fact, no, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, with reverence, I come and share a few of the things that your spirit has been saying because I know it's what you want. Help me, Holy Spirit, to say only what you want to say, to bring clarity, not confusion, because you are not the author of confusion. Let thy name be glorified. And the way that it is going to be glorified is through the body of Christ. That's us. Let your power be released by your spirit, Lord. For it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by your Holy Spirit. May the name of Jesus be lifted high, high. May we understand what that means over this subject matter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I thought I was going to need my glasses, but I don't. All of a sudden, wow. Um, I'm not really into prosperity preaching. Okay? Um, I don't really like the name of it, because it somewhat demeans what the messages that are trying, that have been brought, that the Lord wants in the body of Christ, if I can put it in that way. But there's sometimes when, well, most times, in fact, all times, you just have to go with what the Lord is saying. Um, I don't think it's really a prosperity preaching today, but it is in that kind of area. There is, we're in a season in this church, okay? We're in a season, and all the season is, is that it is a piece of time when stuff is going to happen, and then you're going to move to the next season, okay? It's a big cliche, but we're in a season, and I believe that that season, um, it's going to impact our finances, okay? It's going to impact our finances big time. Um, and so that's my, that's my starting point. Okay. What is this? Okay. Yes, it is. What does it mean to you? What does that mean to you, Des? Aha, uh-huh. okay. You can do something with it. Pastor was looking at me with those eyes again. £20 note. That's right. Money. Money. They say money makes the world go round. It doesn't. But it does answer all things, they say. So I went on the Bank of England website to see what they have to say about Cash. Okay? And I notice under the Bank of England bold text, there's tiny little writing. Tiny. I mean, you, I had to get my magnifying glass out to see. I knew it was there, but I was looking for it. I thought, where is it? Where is it? This, this note. Okay? And it says, I promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of £20. So who's promising? 
Right. Okay. So what did it say on the bank's website? Since the Bank of England's foundation in 1694, the bank has issued notes promising to pay the bearer a sum of money. For much of its history, the promise could be made good by the bank paying out gold in exchange for its notes. The link with gold helped to maintain the value of the notes, although the link was sometimes suspended, for example, in wartime. The link with gold was finally broken in, actually, let me just see, <laughs> 1931. And since that time, there has been no other asset into which holders have the right to convert Bank of England notes. They can only be exchanged for other Bank of England notes. Now that sounds like a bit of a con to me. <laughs> Nowadays, public faith is in the pound. Oh really? It's maintained in a different way through the bank's operation of monetary policy. You know anything about that, DeAndre? Okay. The object of which, by statute, is price stability. Oh, really? Right. So because of price stability, they're saying that we don't have to any longer back this up with gold. 20 pound note. The promise to pay does not have the same meaning as it did 300 years ago. Nowadays, the promise to pay holds good in perpetuity, that's what it says, for the exchange of old series banknotes which have been withdrawn from circulation as well as um, mutilated Bank of England notes, provided that certain criteria are met. So if anybody has a 250-year-old banknote, you can go to the bank and they have to give you gold. They have to give you gold. Right? So if you find those notes are big, okay, you, they have to give you gold. Okay? Have to. Right. Now, what's this? You can't see, can you? <laughs> Anybody else? DeAndre will know. Look at the colour of it, look at it. Oh, this is a sovereign coin. Okay. Now, about three years ago, the Lord said to me, Deji, go and buy gold. Go and buy gold. And I looked up different ways of buying gold. I went to the Royal Mint and I saw these little coins. It's got, uh, what's it got on it? Actually, 2020, it says on here. 2020. And I bought this. At the time it was 300 and I think it was about 60 quid, something like that. All right. And I looked the other day and it's now 418 pounds. Right? Pounds sterling. Yeah. But I mean no, this is, uh, I don't know how, how, much it, how much it is in a, in a software. Someone needs to look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 karat gold. Certain sort of um, purity. Now, why am I saying all this? The reason I'm saying this is because the Lord said to me, I want you to talk about wealth. Right, so I've just got a few points about wealth. He said, not money, but wealth. Right? And I began to understand he's trying to prepare us for something. Okay. Wealth is owning assets that grow over time without further input from you. Money is a tool, but it is just a tool. It performs a useful service when it facilitates the exchange of different forms of wealth. 
However, it is not wealth. Wealth is a collection of resources we can use. And this is where the kingdom comes in. You can have wealth without having money. Money is a way of moving wealth. And in practice, they are usually interchangeable. And this is where they get us today. They're trying to tell us that this and this are interchangeable. But they're not. How many of us know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof? Okay. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to who? The Lord. Okay. So the earth, everything that is made, everything that is solid belongs to God. Yep. But this belongs to the Bank of England. Right? This, this is man's design. This doesn't belong to the Lord. Okay, now, semantics, but think about it. Think about what, what that really means, okay? Think hard about that. Now, the Lord began to speak to me, and this is the first thing that he said. I want you to talk about wealth because I want my children to understand just how important wealth will be in these the last days for my church. Okay, he didn't say money. He said wealth. It is important. And he said these, the last days for my church. So he was saying definitely, anybody thinking the last days are coming? The last days are on us and they have been for some time already. Okay? So what does that mean to you? 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 2. But understand this, that in the last days will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people, not my people, people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered, lovers of money, money, and aroused by an inordinate Greedy desire for wealth. Proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be obsessive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy and profane. Does anybody feel like that those days are now? Wow, I thought some people wouldn't agree. Okay, so we're in our last days. Okay, so let's have some, some more scripture. So God has reserved the wealth of the sinner for his harvest in the last days. Okay, now there's many prophecies about this. I mean, I'm going to give you scriptures now. Um, but it's something that we need to be very cognizant of. We're involved in this, okay? Wealth has a purpose, okay? And without its purpose, we should really have nothing to do with it. I'll say it again. Wealth has a purpose, but without its purpose, we should really have nothing to do with it. It is crying to be in the hands of the righteous and not the wicked. Because it belongs to God. And we're his kids, we're his heirs, so it should be in our hands. Okay? The end time transfer of wealth into the body of Christ has already started. Okay, I'm not coming to announce what's going to happen. I'm saying it is already happening. Okay? And this is where God is meeting with us today. Okay? As we understand what God has promised in his word to those bringing in the end time harvest and begin to believe him both individually and corporately for our part in this transfer, this wealth will increasingly find and overtake us for we know its purpose to establish God's covenant in the earth. And we'll get into that. So that's what's that Deuteronomy 8, 18. 
All right, so let's see what Scripture says a little bit more. Proverbs 13, 22 says this. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, for the uncompromisingly righteous. God has huge amounts of wealth, okay, reserved for us to use prior to Christ's second coming. Okay, it's not just for the church, it's also, there's a lot for Israel in parallel. Okay. So, where is this? What is this really all about? How, how is this going to work? What does the word really say concerning this? So, in Deuteronomy 8, 16, it says this, and I'm going straight to the King James. Sorry, not the Amplified and not the New King James, King James. We fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power and anointing to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. Wealth has a purpose in the earth to go into all the world and establish God's covenant of love, blessing, kindness, mercy, and peace. Nothing missing or nothing broken by the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Okay. Amen. Isaiah 54.10. Which is swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. All right, so it's about the preaching of the gospel. This is what the wealth is for. Okay. Ecclesiastes 2.26. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he giveth travail. Okay? So he gives us wisdom and knowledge, but to the sinner he gives travail. This is the job that they have. The job that they have is to gather and to heap up, gather in great abundance. So this is not a small amount, this is huge amounts of wealth that the unrighteous are currently and continuing to build up. That he may give to him that is good before God. God has given the unsaved who operate in Babylonian, the Babylonian system of the world, commerce, the job to gather and to heap untold trillions and billions of dollars, I'll say dollars, that he will cause to come into the hands of his people for the great harvest of souls in these last days. Okay? So that's the main aspect of what this wealth transfer is for. Matthew 5 5. Blessed are the meek. Now, who are the meek? The meek are those who are wholly dependent on God. Are you wholly dependent on God? Yes. See how quick you have to say. For they shall inherit the earth, and that is all the riches and the wealth. Okay, and it says in Proverbs 3, 9, Honour the Lord with thy substance, so giving of offerings, and with the first fruits, the tithe, the first 10% of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. So this is the reward, the reward of the tithe in particular. The tithing that we are stewards, good stewards to God. So we start tithe to the Lord and we present our offering to him. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. 
Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the grain thereof, gain thereof, than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and her left hand riches and honour. So the wisdom of God, when it is understood and acted upon, will bring both riches, wealth, and honour, and a long life. Okay? And then finally, Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60, um, 1, 2, 3. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, God's glory includes wealth. Everybody agree with that? Good. Good, I have to argue that. Uh, where do we see? Okay, so Philippians 4, 19. And my God will liberally supply every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Okay. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So the great wealth of God's people will be impossible to hide from the church, okay? That's how it's supposed to be. It should be impossible to hide. So what does that mean? Everybody that is unsaved should be able to look at us and know that we are wealthy. Is that the case? No. Is it the case? So straight away, something is wrong with this picture. There's nothing wrong with the word, but something is wrong with the picture. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Again, God's people will have so much wealth that nations and kings will come to see. Is this happening? And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces, which is wealth, of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Has to happen. Now, if we are in the last days, this has to have started. It's part of it. Now, I guess if we look at the entire body of Christ, we will probably see evidence of this. Probably some churches in America, in Atlanta or somewhere, we've probably seen this. Right? But on the whole, this, I'm not seeing this. I don't know about anybody else. I'm not seeing this. Okay? They're not on the, on, the, on the 10 o'clock news saying, the Church of Commonwealth, hear their accounts. This is how much they've paid to tax, and it's like 10 million. That's not. It's a billion to Israel. Yeah. That's not. But that is supposed to be the plan. Okay? It's supposed to be the plan. God said to me, he said, look, wealth cannot be explained by one man having a bank account and watching it grow. He said, that's rubbish, right? It's very limited. It is about access to resources. It's about access to resources. Okay. So that's about the wealth transfer. We know about that. That does apply to us, but specifically for the house of CCF. This is where the Holy Spirit was taking me to task a little bit, okay? In January of this year, there was a prophetic word, okay, that I spoke, um, which has been repeated a few times. And it was this, and it's the Lord said, pray that my people would develop 
the right attitude towards their finances in the body of Christ. That they would see them as not just their own. Okay? Absolutely. That they would be like my early church. In the car this morning, Tina and I were listening to, um, who's it? David Wilkinson. He was going on about um, the latter rain being greater than the former rain, right? Which is mean to say, what the Holy Spirit is, do, is doing in this time is going to be much greater than what he did at the time of the early church. Okay, so let's, let's, let's have a look at that. Okay, Acts 2, 40. It's a lot of scripture, but I have to read it because otherwise it's not... Needs to be the context. Acts 2, 40 to 45. I'm not going to read absolutely everything, but um, so here's Peter. Peter solemnly and earnestly witnessed, testified, and admonished, exhorted with much more continuous speaking and warned, reproved, advised, encouraged them, saying, Be saved from this crooked, perverse, wicked, and unjust generation. Now that was. 2,000 plus years ago, whatever, right? God knows how bad it must be now compared to that. Okay? Therefore, those who accepted and welcomed his message were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Right? So he preached and about 3,000 souls came in. Okay? Now, this is after Pentecost. So the Holy Spirit is upon, within the body of Christ. And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayers. And a sense of awe, reverential fear came upon every soul and many Wonders and signs were performed through the apostles, the special messengers. And all who believed, who adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus Christ, were united and together. They had everything in common. Everything in common. And they sold their possessions, both their landed property and their movable goods, and distributed the price among all according as any had need. Now, it doesn't say they were commanded to do so. It doesn't say Peter, it doesn't say the apostles said, you have to go and do this. This thing was automatic. And I was a little bit troubled by the difference between where we are today and where they were, given the reign over us is supposed to be greater. So on that day, now you've got to indulge me a little bit. That was the day. Hereby, that the first branch of the bank of Jesus Christ was opened. Yeah. Amen. Right? That, that was the day. The bank of Jesus Christ this bank has no loans, it just has deposits and withdrawals. Okay? Go with me a little bit. Question Does the church today measure up to the New Testament account? No. So if it doesn't, restoration is needed. Anything that is not operating the way it should by design be operating needs to be restored, okay? All right. So, what does the Lord say next? Boy. He said this. As these days grow darker, the wealth that you have 
is going to cause an examination of your heart towards each other. The wealth that he has blessed you with is going to cause you to be examined. And I thought, what? You must say to yourselves right now, I am my brother's keeper. If you believe it, if you believe it, if you don't believe it, then don't say it, right? I am my brother's keeper. He said that the wealth will cause an examination of your heart towards one another. He then said, watch and see what is happening to the rich Christians that have refused to listen to the instruction of my Holy Spirit. Okay. So, let's go back to Acts. This time, let's go to Acts 4. Because there are things in here that I just want to um, talk about. Yeah, the pastor's on already. Now, the company of believers was one heart and soul. And not one of them claimed that anything which he possessed was exclusively his own. Now, the Lord has just said this to us over this church this year in January, right? Point blank, he said it. Not one of them claimed, that's mine. That belongs to me exclusively. That was their attitude. But everything they had was in common and for the use of all. Do you feel like that in this church? <laughs> this is not, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not calling anybody out. But do you feel like that here? No, be, be honest. No. Right? No. Right? So we've acknowledged that there is a problem and we can fix it. Okay? Yeah. We can fix it, Lord. And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, loving kindness and favour and goodwill rested richly upon them all. I can only imagine the power when Peter got up and preached and said, Jesus was resurrected. And then he walked through a wall one day. He came amongst us for a long space of time and still preached to us can only imagine. I mean, since they preached that with great power, what was unfolding, what the Holy Spirit was doing in that place. Okay? Nor was there a destitute or needy person among them, for as many as were owners of land or houses proceeded to sell them. And one by one they brought, gave back the amount received from the sales. So no one asked them. They were just going, selling their houses, selling their land, selling their shops, selling this, selling that. All together in unison and just putting it in front of, say, Pastor Rod there. Pastor Rod, his weather. Right? That's the picture. Now, Joseph, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, who was surnamed Barnabas, son of encouragement, sold a field which belonged to him and brought the sum of the money and he laid it at the feet of the apostles. Okay? So he sold it, gave it up. So I've never seen that in any church that I've ever been to. Not one ministry have I ever seen that. Does anybody else, has anybody else seen that? Okay. So it's not going on currently. So the Lord said, watch and see what is happening to the rich Christians that have refused to listen to the instruction of my spirit. So let's go to Acts 5, 1 to 5. Okay. But a certain man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge and convenience, 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 
he kept back and wrongfully appropriated some of the proceeds, bringing only a part and putting it at the feet of the apostles. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Is Deji saying that this is what's on the horizon if we mess up? No, I'm not saying that, but I can't be sure. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that, okay? But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart that you should lie to and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit? And should, in violation of your promise, withdraw secretly and appropriate to your own use part of the price from the sale of the land. As long as it remained unsold, was it not still your own? And even after it was sold, was it not the money at your disposal and under your control? Why then is it that you have proposed and purposed in your heart to do this thing? How could you have the heart to do such a deed? You have not simply lied to men, playing false and showing yourself utterly deceitful, but to God. Upon hearing these words, Ananias fell down and died, and great dread and terror took possession of all who heard of it. Okay. Now, I, I had issue with, with that whole bit there. Lord, what are you saying? He said, watch and see what is happening to the rich Christians that have refused to listen to the instruction of my Holy Spirit. I cannot, I do not lie. And actually, I missed a bit. About a month ago, he said, judgment is coming to the house. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people say it, but in context with this, it's a bit more real. So... What are we to make of this? Now, I'm really, I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit is going to slay some people because if they, if they lie to, the, to him or whatever. But what I am saying, if you look at the scripture, why has Satan filled your heart? What have you allowed to enter in that should cause you to do differently to what my spirit is saying? The reason why everybody was of one mind of one heart was because it was the Holy Spirit. It's the same spirit that caused them. Okay. And I say to you, saints, when someone in this house has a need, we don't know about it. Okay? No, I mean it. When someone has a mortgage payment that they can't meet, we don't know about it. Pastor Rod may get an email, but we don't know. When someone can't put food on their table, in this ministry, we don't know. But we should know. Yeah, I agree, man. 100%. If someone cannot afford to feed their child, we should be on the hook for that because that is the bank of Jesus Christ. That is the church, right? Now I'm, I'm choked because the Spirit of God is saying, Deji, I've told you first, son. I've told you first. So by your mouth, you have to speak it so that they can hear it with love, but they've got to hear it. Because what's going to happen next in the world, we will not survive it if we are not on our game. Now, I know there are people in this house today that have needs. They don't know how they're going to meet them. Selfish Christians. 1 John 3, 17 to 19. But if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart, of compassion against him. How can the love of God live and remain in him? 
Little children, let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. By this we shall come to know, perceive, recognize and understand that we are of the truth and can reassure our hearts in his presence. Okay. Now I'm not trying to bring judgment on us, but it is a wake-up call that we need, I believe. Okay. Let's have a little bit more of what the Lord's been saying this year. Um, there's a lot more here. I'm going to try and keep it short. So in January also this year, the Lord said, there are going to be many of you put in great positions of trust, for this is the season of the Joseph for this house. See that you pay attention to how Joseph should operate regardless of what you are called into. To cut a long story short, in Genesis 41, 37 to 57, Look what Joseph did with respect to his family in the end. Look at his position and look how he used it for the benefit of the family. Okay? If you are a Joseph and you know it, stand up in it. Okay? If God is calling you to, into a position that you don't even want, I guarantee you, you're a Joseph. If he's calling you into it, don't refuse because... I might need it. I can only speak for myself, right? Also this year, the Spirit of God said, there are going to be several millionaires raised up from within your midst. If you would only listen to what my Spirit is asking you to do, remember, you must now shift from seeing your income as just yours. All for this house, okay? Isaiah 119, if ye are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Okay. So Post Spirit began to, I mean, I haven't got scripture for this, but he said, this is how it works, did you? In the world. He said, the world's systems are under the feet of wealth. And that's why once you control the wealth, you control the world's systems. Do not look for money, just generate wealth. Do not look for money, just generate wealth. Okay. I want you to understand that my wealth is given by the influence of the Holy Spirit on the affairs of man. Okay, so for us, I'm not talking about the worldly people. For us, it's the influence of the Holy Spirit over our affairs. But if the Holy Spirit does not get a chance to influence you, it's difficult for the God-given wealth to arrive at your doorstep. You get that one. Right, so the next thing the Holy Spirit said was this. I have watched my children be contaminated by the wealth of the world because they did not listen to my Holy Spirit. Okay, contaminated. Now, I have to be careful here because, okay, Jesus teaches us directly in Matthew 6, 19 to 24, that we are not to store up temporary treasure on earth. Rather, we should be working towards godly goals, storing up rewards in heaven with choices driven by sincere devotion to God, etc. Okay? So... We must not place a heart in riches, money or wealth at all. I'm saying it loud and clear. That's not what this is about. Those who live for worldly wealth live in inner darkness. Okay, scripture talks about this. Only one thing can you truly have primary as number one. Okay, it's either God or mammon. Okay, you can't, can't be both. So I'm just getting that out of the way, so I'm saying it clear, okay? Each person must choose whether to serve God or their own selfish interests. But still the Lord says, I have watched my children be contaminated by wealth from the world because they didn't listen to my Holy Spirit. So this speaks of wrong decisions that can often 
happen because we're not careful to listen to the Holy Spirit. Contamination speaks of a level of impurity that has come into something that's pure. Something has been introduced into your life from the world that has brought contamination. Okay? It could be a business venture that seems like it was good as an idea in order to generate some level of revenue, but it was worldly and the Holy Spirit said no. Another day he may have said yes, but that particular one, he said no. And he still went ahead. It could be a business partnership with a non-Christian that he said no. It could have been a purchase of land or a building and he said no. Either way, if he says no, if you don't have the peace, steer clear. God says, he's watched. It's like, I've watched you. And he's talking about us, right? This is all about us, right? I've watched you be contaminated by the wealth of the world. And I know he's talking about me. He didn't give me the, the exact details. <laughs> I've watched you contaminate yourself. But God has a way of uncontaminating. I am the righteous of God in Christ. Amen. And that's not going to change. But Lord, I repent for those times. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. But Satan, he's working to a different set of rules. He will bless you and he will definitely add sorrow upon sorrow upon sorrow. It may not be immediate, but it will come. Now, I'm saying this because some people here need to question a decision they're about to make or a decision that they have made they can still get out of, okay? That it looks good or it looked good, but it wasn't what the Lord said. God has got a kind of vision that sees through years to the end point, okay? He can see round corners, right? So if he says, this isn't good, I don't want this, even if it is good, but he just, I don't feel like you should have that, <laughs> go with him, okay? Um, listen, 1 Timothy tells us what's happened to many Right? 1 Timothy 6, 9. But those who crave to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into every, many foolish, useless, godless and heartful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction and miserable perishing. Okay? I know it's laying on thick today. It's laying on thick. There's more to come. I won't use that scripture. Let's, let's, let's move on a little bit. Okay, the reason for lack of breakthrough in the area of finances for many of us, I'm not going to call out any names. I'm just going to say, all right, for some of us, it's because of gay, I think it must have been two months ago, no, a month and a half ago, what the Lord said. Um, and he said it to me the other night. He said, command the double gates of wealth to open and let the king of glory in. I will then transfer the wealth of the wicked to my children, but you must command the gates to open. Okay? You must command the gates. And this is the solution to many of our financial issues. We've kept our mouth closed. We've not stood in a place of authority and commanded the gate to open so that the king of glory can come in. Psalm 24, 5 says this, He shall... Receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who inquire of and for him and of necessity require him, who speak, who seek your face. O God of Jacob, Selah, lift up your heads, hey. O you gates, and be lifted up, you age-abiding doors that the king of glory may come in. 
Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Yes, lift them up, you age-abiding doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he then? This king of glory, the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. Some of you need to speak that immediately. Some of you need to go home and keep speaking that over that situation. Okay? He's saying, let me in, let me in. You command the gates. God wants to partner with us. He has to because we have dominion in this realm. And in order for a spirit, whether it be God, whether it be Satan, okay, there needs to be an agreement. There needs to be someone, a man or woman, who says you can, okay? Okay. Then the Lord said this. I have been calling my children to build wealth in readiness for the end time seasons. I'll go into that in a little bit. But not every ear has heard me. You must pray for the Holy Spirit to give you ideas and methods of doing things that will cause you to gain wealth, but your motives must be pure. The fact he says prayer means that there, heaven needs to intervene concerning this. Okay, now we're going to pray, but we'll get into that in a minute. Notice what has been said here, okay? Give you ideas and methods of doing things that will cause you to gain wealth. He didn't say, give us ideas of how to make money. If anyone in here has been saying, Lord, give me an idea so I can make money, it's the wrong prayer. It's not that it's a bad prayer, it's just it's a wrong prayer. It won't get a result from this God, right? Because there's no money involved with him he's interested in wealth and he hasn't given you money he's given you power to make wealth so you're saying the wrong thing see i need to clear that up i say it again okay your prayer is wrong ideas and methods of doing things but as a byproduct it will generate wealth it could be something simple, and we'll get into it. This is speaking of a supernatural wisdom that has been hidden for his children in these last days that will lead to wealth generation for the body of Christ. Right. Let's think on this. I want you to think anything that the Holy Spirit has showed you, it could be ridiculous, Right? that he wants you to do, he's highlighting that you can do it, um, that there's something in it, but you have no idea, you don't understand. It, it, might be, it might be gobbledygook, but it keeps coming back week after week, month after month. He's saying, you need to do this, you need to do this. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any kind of sense to you. Go with me a little bit at this, okay? Don't make any sense. Proverbs 2, 6-7. For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth came knowledge and understanding. He hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with him. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly and in integrity. God has hidden a level of wisdom from the world. They cannot see it. They will never see it. The only ones that will have it revealed to them is us. Okay, but it is a level of wisdom that is peculiar to man. Okay, it doesn't make sense, but it belongs to us, the righteous ones, his kids. Okay, that's why you have in Proverbs 8 12, 21, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. That witty inventions, when I looked, it's only in the King James, it's not in New King James, and the um. Young's literal translation and the authoritative King James version. It's not in any other version. I'm thinking, why is that not in there? 
Everything else says it differently. It doesn't say knowledge of witty inventions, and it is so crucial, that is. Okay. So, keep thinking. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to give us things that we don't understand. Okay? The Lord this day, when you call, it will not fall on a deaf ear. Okay? It will not fall on a deaf ear. He's saying it, and he said it three times already in the things that he said to us. Okay? That, but not every ear has heard me. The Spirit of God has said it and has reset it and has said it, but they're not hearing me. Your brothers, your sisters, you, you're not hearing me, but I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Okay, right. I want everyone in here to put up their hand. No, in fact, to stand up, okay? If there is something that the Holy Spirit has given you, right, it could be an idea, it could be a method of doing something, right? It could be a business venture, right? It could be a, it could even be a song. I don't know. It could be something peculiar that you're scared to even stand up. I'm not gonna ask you what it is necessarily. It could be something you cannot relate to how that can even do anything, but you know it's from him, okay? If that's you, stand up. Whoa. Today, these could be tiny embers of an idea. Tiny, just little smoldering, okay? But when the Holy Spirit, the Holy One of Israel, breathes life into it, it explodes into life. In the kingdom of God, nothing is wasted. He sits on his throne and he speaks a thing into reality. Why won't my child cooperate with my wisdom, says the Lord. Do you not realise that your wealth breakthrough is my wealth breakthrough and my wealth breakthrough is your wealth breakthrough? As we have declared today, we are our brother's keeper then we have to own it. Now, we are going to pray, okay? We are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every idea and method, especially the crazy ones that make no sense. Holy Spirit, you are brilliant. The evidence of your brilliance is the world itself. There is no power greater than the power of the living God. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are designed with brilliance at hand. The masterpiece of God himself. We are able through obedience to cooperate with the plan of God for our lives in this season in Jesus name. Lord, whatever blindfold has been placed through past experiences, past failures, whatever, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we are all standing before you, we sign up to knowledge of witty inventions. We sign up to the idea and the method that you've given each of your dear saints. And there's a lot of people standing today, Lord. I pray that you re-energize them Remotivate them according to what you have said. If they have forgotten its detail, show them the notepad, the dream journal, Lord. Show them where it is or just tell them afresh. Tell them anew. Help us to trust you in this thing. Lord, it is only unto your glory. It's not so you can make any man or any woman rich so they can go and splash out on their own self without caring for their brothers or the kingdom or the harvest that is at hand. Holy Spirit, breathe on these ideas and these methods. Breathe on us. 
in a corporate way this morning, in a corporate way this afternoon, sorry. The corporate move, the, that one is different to the individual one. Move corporately in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your name be glorified, Lord. Now release your power in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thank him. Thank him. I've only got a bit more here. Um, mm. The Lord says, do not rely on man to provide and sustain your needs. Okay. Now, a lot of us have jobs. Okay. Some of us have big jobs, really big jobs. Okay. And that don't kind of make sense. Okay. But it does make sense because the word of God tells us that we should work for a earthly boss as though we are working for the Lord. But it is how you see it. Okay, you've got to see it in line with the word. Then it makes it right. If you're seeing that boss as your provider, that company as your provider, that's a problem straight away. All right? My church will be your bank. That's why I was laughing this morning. That's why when I said it, I meant to, he told me, he said, my church will be your bank system. Make sure you are both making deposits so that you, you can also make withdrawals. You can't reap without sowing. Okay. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly that which you ask or imagine, but you have to sow willingly. Okay. He said this, your giving gives you leverage <laughs> when it comes to wealth generation in my kingdom. Luke 6, 38. Give and gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will it be poured into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag? For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use, when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. Okay. So we have to see things differently. Okay, I've said a lot. The final thing I'm going to say is the prophetic word that the Lord gave me for this. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I am causing the soft things to become the hard things and the hard things to become the soft things. I am withdrawing help from those who have had it for too long and have done nothing with it. I am breaking the barriers and I am letting in my angels to bring forth the blessing that has been held back to award it to my children. Those who have served me, those who have known me, those who have wanted to do my work and the evil gates and the double gates that the enemy has locked, I am breaking open. Make yourself ready to go in and plunder for the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the righteous and make yourself known to me that you are one who is ready to do this. Okay? Are you one who is ready to do it? Amen. Okay. We'll leave it there. Um, maybe another day we'll talk about the, the seasons within the end times. Because <laughs> I don't even fully understand myself. But anyway. Lord... We've heard you loud and clear. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for your chastisement. Help us to see with new eyes who our brother is that we should be keeping. Lord, 
if it be that we have to come and lay down land, houses, cars, whatever it is, give us the strength to do so. Lord, show us all in days to come, even today, with absolute clarity what the plan is for our finances, what the redemptive plan is for a lot of our finances need to be redeemed. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, break the chains, the generational chains. I know that there is there's a voice of poverty that is speaking and should not be speaking. In the name of Jesus, be silent. You can no longer speak. Lord, deliver where deliverance is needed. Empower where empowerment is needed. Some of us are too timid regarding things over our lives. Finance is just one area. We're too timid. We're not vocal. Help us to be loud and confident when the enemy shows up. Help us to persist in prayer. Warfare. For the blood of Jesus is not devoid of its power. We thank you and we bless you. Let it all be unto your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 